Hello, hello everyone. I'm Jason. I'm Deva. And this is Dinner with a Side of Sci-Fi. Today we will... Just be talking about some updates. Yes, so today we will be discussing our status report prior to our Season 2 launch in on July 6th, as well as discussing what we've been up to in the world of sci-fi. Yeah, so uh, we're excited because we've picked the next six books that we're going to be reading for the next six months, starting July 6th. Uh, so those will be posted on our Facebook page. Um, and I believe the first one is... Uh, Neverwhere. Neverwhere. By, Neverwhere by Neil Gaiman. So that's what we'll be reading on July 6th. Um, and then we'll be posting a poll for books after that. So something to look forward to. Um, and then we just wanted to talk quick about our recent trip to the Strathmore in Bethesda, Maryland. So me and Jason and Mark all went and saw Parable of the Sower, the musical. The opera. The opera. <laughs> so it's an opera when there's no talking. Is that the difference? Yes. Yeah. So yeah, there was maybe two or three spoken words and the rest of it was singing it was really good it was the music was really amazing and the singers were amazing my uh, my my husband mark did not read the parable of the sower he had no idea what was going on <laughs> but he still enjoyed it a lot yeah i was really thinking of him i'm like he probably has no idea what's going on because yeah. you know they kind of narrated a little bit of it the i guess the producer who wrote all the music she kind of spoke a couple times about what was going on uh, but I still think if you hadn't read the book, you would just be admiring the voices and the scenes and all that. But it was just, um, it was beautifully done. It still managed to catch all the notes. You got like the death of the father, the death of the brother, the collapse of the town, the wandering on the road. They really did capture the whole book with almost no dialogue. It was really very well done. And the young woman that played, um, that played Lauren was incredible. Yeah, her voice was incredible. And then there was two women that were just kind of, I guess, the chorus the whole time. They had incredible voices, too. Well, did you notice that when, whenever someone died and didn't come back, they joined the chorus? There was two additional yes, people by the Yes, I did end. notice. And they wore, like, the white, yeah. like, sash. You know, so it did not shy away from the, um, it did not shy away from the death, I don't think. Um, it was it didn't describe some of the more gruesome elements, and um, and I think that it toned down the weird relationship between um, between Lauren and oh, oh um, my God, what's his name? The, ben Colite. Ben Colite. It did not tone down the. I mean, it it did it glazed over the relationship between Lauren and Ben Colite. And they didn't really go into how old he was in the play. No, he didn't say my name is Ben Colite and I am fifty nine and I'm gonna marry this eighteen year old. Like that didn't happen. No, it did not. But at least it wasn't the same actor that played the father. At first, I was afraid they were going to do that. Yeah, yeah. Because a lot of the people from the community in Robledo die in the first half of the play. And then a lot of those actors play different characters in the second half. I think the pronunciation pronunciation of Robledo was probably one of my biggest things that threw me off. They called it Robledo. And what was it in the book? Robledo. But that's how they pronounce it in the audiobook, so I'm not sure who is correct. So I read the textbook of that, so I, I don't really remember what I thought. 
at the time. Yeah. I was disappointed there wasn't any acorn bread in the, the opera, though. Because they couldn't make it either. <laughs> yeah. They couldn't find a source of acorn flour. Did we talk about that in the podcast, how we tried to make acorn bread? And, like, you just can't. You have to, like, harvest acorns yourself. And, and soak them. Soak them to get out the toxins. And, yeah, no. No acorn bread, unfortunately. I think we talked about that. So that was fun. That was really fun to go see a play. And uh, they did require masks. Which actually made me feel a little comfortable. And vaccination cards. Yeah, vaccination cards. Or a negative negative COVID test within 24 hours. Uh, Just because it was so, we were packed in there. I mean, we were right next. I actually have some like leg muscles that were sore afterwards because I was just kind of clenching my body together so I wouldn't (laughs) like touch the person next to me more than I could. Yeah, I just didn't know I had those muscles. Really nice theater. And we parked in the parking garage and you walk through this little walkway and it had all these lights above it and they were like different colors so it was it was fun yeah i really enjoyed it and i'm glad i'm i'm glad that facebook marketed it to me oh yeah because you didn't even seek that out they just yeah i was popped up on your feed i was aware of the of the opera because i read an article about it when i was researching for the podcast episode nice but that was 2015 so this is the second staging of it since 2015 I, i mean it was really good I would love to see them kind of expand that into a musical with some more mm, mm-hmm. uh, talking kind of exposition. I think that would do really well. And I think it's a really interesting story. And I love how it's African-Americans. It's like black Americans are kind of the main characters and focused on them. Uh, but it's not really, that's not the whole thing. You know, it's just they, that's the, the I, that's yeah. the main character, you know. I did get shivers when they sang... The Earthseed Prayer, a few times, mm-hmm. you know, like it was just interesting to hear a lot of the. It was it was primarily an African American cast, and a lot of the music was gospel inspired, mm-hmm. and it was kind of neat to hear all of this spiritual messaging that Lauren was coming up with in that tone. Yeah, yeah. So, what else are you, have you been up to with science fiction, Deva? <laughs> oh well. I anyone who's talked to me lately has probably heard me go on and on about the book Rosewater by Tade Thompson, uh, which so we probably can't do it now on our podcast because I've already read it. But it was a really interesting kind of invasion story that takes place in Nigeria. Uh, the author is an Englishman who was uh, born in Nigeria. Uh, so it was just really like just a different perspective or a different location really than I'm used to like Nigeria. And just about how this kind of invasion, like, unwinds. And it's really commonplace. Just, you know, oh, they invaded and it was, like, scary at first. And now it's just kind of the day-to-day life of these people living there. So that was really good. It's also a trilogy. So I'm listening to the second book. Have you read anything good lately? I just I I just listened to the sequel to Infinity, um, which was Infinity was a really neat book. It was a guy wakes up on a interstellar spaceship, has been genetically modified to be immortal. The rest of the crew is dead, and the ship's AI is trying to flush him into space. Yikes! And the navigation system has been damaged, so the ship is just trapped at a per- permanent acceleration at faster than light. <laughs> So um that so that was the first book. The second book was really neat because at the end of the first book he kind of creates a life for himself in VR. And the second book was like the consequences of that. Hmm. Which was neat. And it was um and if anyone that listens to the books, 
the afterword was really nice because it actually, the author talks about what was going on in his life when he wrote the first book and he basically had a mental breakdown Mm. and he was concerned about writing a sequel because he was afraid about going back to that space. Oh, geez. Um, But he recognized that it was his most popular book and he needed to write a sequel. (laughs) (laughs) So I liked that too. That sounds interesting. Yeah. It's a great book series. Um, Who's it by? Do you know? The book is Infinity 2 by Jeremy Robinson. And the narrator's R.C. Bray, so it's the same narrator that does Expeditionary Force books that I enjoy. Oh, nice. Uh, And then I also watched uh, the TV show Severance on Apple TV, which I actually have watched it like twice at this point because it was really interesting. Have have you watched that? Mm Mm-mm. It's basically about you you can get a procedure where your work life and your home life are permanently separated so your home life persona does not remember anything at work and your work life persona does not remember anything outside of work uh, which kind of sounds uh, very cruel to the person at work but uh, very interesting very artsy fun like scene scenery and colors and sounds and uh adam scott the guy from parks and rec oh neat was the main character. And he's, you know, he's like a comedic actor, but it was kind of, you know, it's a dark comedy, I guess sure. I would say. So it was fun to see him in that. So that's, that's what I've been watching. I am. Um, I just watched um, Russian Doll season two. Yeah. Did you it, like that? I really did. So the first Russian Doll was a time loop story. Yeah. Sort of is addressing like tragic faults in people mm-hmm. and how they have to overcome them to move forward in their lives. The second one is about generational trauma. So the two main characters from the first one go back in time to experience life as as relatives in their lives. Oh, so that's they, cool. So they could see how these things happened in their family's history that sort of got them to where they are, which was neat. I did watch the first couple episodes of season two, and I I stopped, but that sounds good. Because like, yeah, what stick is with this? it. I'm like, what is this? It was very different. Yeah, it was totally different from the first season. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I'll I'll get back into that. I'll watch that. Yeah. And then, of course, all the Star Trekness. So I love. Oh, yeah, yeah. Star Trek. <laughs> Picard was incredible. I loved Picard. I know that it's divisive and a lot of people don't like it, but I thought it was great. Um, I was touched with the hug at the end. I won't go into specifics because, you know, yeah. spoilers. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I really liked Strange New Worlds. Yeah, Picard I thought was good. I thought the middle of the season was a little like, okay. Like, maybe we could have made this six episodes instead of however many it was. Everything with Jurati and the Borg Queen was incredible. I, like... Yeah, she... And then when she did that song, even though it was kind of random... Yeah. She, like, sang... She was at a nightclub and she just sang. She's come so far from Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Oh, is that what she was in? She was the drummer. And she was also oh. in... Um, she was also one of the main characters in HBO's The Newsroom. Mm. Yeah. But uh, I really like Strange New Worlds. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of Discovery, so I was kind of like, another Star Trek that I have to watch that I'm not going to like. But I, I liked the first episode. I thought it was adventurous and had the spirit of Trek. Yeah, was, yeah and, I, and I'm looking forward to being more episodic. I think that, I was thinking about it, there's so much new Star Trek that I think that it almost would turn people off from going back to watch the old ones. It, it almost feels sort of like Doctor Who. Yeah. Whereas, like, you know, you have to be committed to go back and watch the old low-definition versions. Mm-hmm. And I like the idea of doing something episodic, because I know that when I finally watch 
the um, when I watched TOS for the first time, I felt so primed for it because Next Generation was just basically the same story structure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when I went back to watch, I was like, oh, it really is the same show. It's just with cheesy special effects. <laughs> uh, well, it sounds like we've had a good couple of months. Yeah, I'm excited. And I'm excited to be back with the show. Yeah, I am um, too. I'm feeling re-energized. And... Neverwhere is one, is one of my favorite books. I like Neil oh. Gaiman a lot. And, um, and I actually saw a live stage adaptation of Neverwhere. Wow. Was it a musical or no. an opera? No, it was just a stage play. So I haven't really read any Neil Gaiman, so I'm, I'm excited to actually read it. I've kind of been hesitant for some stupid reason you know sometimes you just get things in your head uh but i did like good omens the tv show mm-hmm. which he wrote with terry pratchett mm-hmm. so um you know i'm excited i'm excited to get out of my my comfort zone awesome well we will see you all soon enough and i'm excited to discuss neverwhere um we haven't decided what we're going to make with neverwhere yet oh yes we did oh yes we did Mushroom Wellington. Mushroom Wellington. Going fancy yes. for a book about living in the sewers. <laughs> so Maybe we could have like like giant alligators or something. Maybe we can mold them like rats or yeah, something. Whatever. People flush down the yeah. toilet. Sounds good. <laughs> all right. Well, you all take care of yourselves in June, and we'll see you in July. Bye.